0: Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Krimer and our friends at Krimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves.
1: Uh, David Vaughn here. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Night Rev Radio. It's December the eighth, and I can't believe the month is here. Lori,
0: me neither. I think it was the late Thanksgiving that yeah. did it. That's, yeah, it really it did feel speeding.
1: Late. And and you had a great Thanksgiving. I and, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice
0: long break I took. Five yeah. days.
1: Wow. It Was bliss. What? <laughs> did, how did the world survive uh, without? Still the, not sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, it's here. Christmas is here, and I, it just seems like we had it. And uh, so uh, my son's birthday, shout out to my son Tyler and new wife Savannah. Uh, his birthday is the 6th. It was December the 6th. And so, uh, you know, he's getting older, and he's making me feel older. You know, this was the first Thanksgiving without my uh, mom. She passed away uh, this earlier this fall. So this is a first uh, holiday without mom or dad, so I kind of feel like an orphan to some degree. But I, I tell you what was really uh, 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 unnerving to me is that we had all the kids over for, in the cabin when we were able to, to share Thanksgiving together mm-hmm. uh, over in Brown County in Nashville. You know, I know
0: a lot of people that go there for Thanksgiving, it, it which I did It was really great. Yeah. yeah.
1: But they all came, and the grandkids came. But I've noticed now I'm like the patriarch of the family. They're like, since Grandma's gone, they're looking at me. And that is a, a little unnerving. I know. I like, they don't say it, but you're next. I mean, that's kind of the way you feel. So this is a whole new normal for Donna and I. But we are so grateful for our family and for the way that they're growing in the Lord and growing up. And and uh, I see that in you, too, and I'm proud. And uh, I, uh, I and we're growing as a church. There's all kinds of great stuff happening around uh, Whitewater. And uh, so Joe Porter, our communications guy, I'm going to pause here and let him talk a little bit about some of the happenings at Whitewater uh, so you can get involved in this new series we're doing called Tis the Season, and we want you to come and, uh, and check us out. But let me let Joe explain a little bit about what's happening here at Whitewater. Let's go! Hello,
2: Whitewater, and welcome to this week's edition of Midweek Live to keep you informed and inspired all throughout the week. I'm your host, Joe Porter, and let's get into it. Last week, we, of course, talked about gratefulness around Thanksgiving. Uh, Jess and Jerrica brought a great message on how to live a life of gratefulness. Uh, So hopefully you wrote some of those things down on the ornament and hung them up in the hallways. Check those out this week when you come in. A uh, really great, inspiring way to see how everybody else is grateful uh, in our church body. Don't forget, two weeks ago, we challenged you to start a draft of your personal mission statement. So the question is, how's that going? Once you have something that you feel pretty comfortable with, that doesn't have to be written in stone, we would love to see those and uh, share those with others, if that's okay. So you can send those to me at jporter at org. I would love to read those Again, my personal mission statement, it's written on the office of my wall, in, uh, on the wall in of my office, and it's to help and provoke people to tell their story. So, pretty simple and concise, uh, but I kind of align a lot of things that I do in my personal and professional life around that. So, uh, it's really helpful for me. I would encourage you to do that if you haven't done it already. This week, we start a brand new series called Tis the Season. Uh, it is going to be a wonderful season uh, here around Whitewater, and we're going to be talking about grace and joy and hope and peace, all the wonderful words here at Christmas, and we're going to be centering, our course, around music a lot. So Dave will be bringing the first message of a guy in the Bible named Zachariah who sang a song. So pretty interesting uh, take on uh, this series and this season, and we'd love to have you here at any of the services. Of course, those that watch online, glad you're doing that as well. So a couple of big things that are going around here, Uh, of course, uh, nothing new for you all, but Toy Store is fast approaching. Uh, Almost basically all the serving spots are filled up uh, thanks to all out there that are volunteering and making that happen for families uh, in our area who are in a season of shortage, and we want to bless them this Christmas. Uh, if you have toys that you grabbed an ornament or, off, or a tag off of the board and you've not brought those in, I would remind you to bring those in this Thursday or Sunday so we can get that toy store stocked. Thanks again for doing that. Uh, Christmas Eve – also, it's fast approaching. It's not too soon to start thinking about who you're going to invite, what family or neighbors. You A lot of you have been 4 your street, and we've been hearing stories about how you're developing relationships with them. It's a super easy time to invite them to church. People are open to coming on Christmas Eve when they may not be open any other time of year. So jump on the website or the mobile app. Go to the Tis the Season page, and you'll see service times there. Um, would love to have you all and your families here. We have three services on Christmas Eve. One really exciting announcement is that Matthew Wright is our new groups associate uh, here on staff, and we are super excited to have him on the team. He's going to be meeting a lot of you all in the coming days and really making it uh, difficult for people to be lonely here at Whitewater is a big uh, goal of our group's ministry. So he's going to be helping us get you connected uh, better here at Whitewater. So say hi to Matt if uh, if you run across him or see him. Uh, some things that just, you know, you can kind of hassle him about when you see him. Uh, he loves playing Ultimate Frisbee, so, uh, and roasting marshmallows in your back, his backyard, playing video games, and watching movies with his wife, Monica, and their dog, Millie. So say hi to him and his wife and his dog if you see him. Uh, here's this week's devotion. Uh, I want to read this to you coming from uh, Luke 1 68 and 69. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Now, I'm old enough uh, that I grew up when the TV shows uh, reflected the can-do spirit of America through the numerous westerns that dominated this new medium called television. Shows like Rawhide, Gunsmoke, Have Gun, Will Travel, they demonstrated that Americans were the kind of people who could Pull themselves up by their bootstraps. we were independent and did not need help from anyone. <laughs> and uh, this is a direct contrast, really, to the grace of God, which teaches us to be dependent on Him. In Matthew 6, Jesus teaches, Do not worry then, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. However, when we read or when we question or doubt God as Zechariah did uh, in Luke 1, then we move outside of his protection and his blessings. Notice that God is not the one who moves. It is always us who moves away from God. But when we trust and believe his word and move closer to him, we'll receive the benefits of his blessing and promises. So the questions for this week... How have you doubted or questioned God's ability to provide? And the second question, or really encouragement, seek God and he will run to you, protect you, and care for you. So in Jeremiah twenty-nine, twelve through 13 it says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So pray this with me wherever you're listening. Father, open my eyes to your spiritual protection and blessings. Help me to understand and grow in your grace. Help me to not be independent of you, but to become more and more dependent on you by reading your words and listening to your voice daily. Build my trust in you, for I know that you will never fail me. Amen. So that was this week's Whitewater Live midweek. Hopefully you are a little bit more informed and inspired would love to have you tune in next week. Again, would love to hear from you on your personal mission statement. Don't forget to email you me, and of course, any other questions you'd like to know about anything happening around Whitewater. Email me at jporter at whitewatercrossing
1: org. Have a great week. Bye.
0: Yeah.
1: Lori is always exciting around here at Christmas time. We got a Toy store. We got all this other, all kind of stuff happening. Got
0: something for everyone. The which state? I've been doing my yeah. inviting.
1: Have you been doing that? Yes. Okay. You're you're a good inviter. I do like inviting people.
0: It's very rewarding, and um, sometimes it takes a lot of work.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: Yeah, when someone finally decides to come, I mean, it is like a major victory for God, but and even for me, I get to enjoy a little bit of it.
1: Yeah, and every week is new for somebody, you know? Uh, So uh, if you are still thinking about visiting, the year uh, this was your year to come. I know it was, 2019. It's almost up.
0: The decades are almost over. over.
1: We're going to be talking about New Year's Eve here in just a second. Uh, You know, a couple more shows, that's it. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, And and then the new year will be here. And so we've got some good things that are happening with Rev Radio. We'll talk about that as we get closer. Uh, But our stage looks like Christmas. We're singing Christmas stuff. We got lots of things planned for Christmas Eve. And uh, So just come check us out. We've got some great communicators that will be here, not, not just me, <laughs> in spite of me, uh, <laughs> and some great musicians, and uh, so it's going good. But I thought we'd spend a show or two just talking about Christmas a little bit. Thanksgiving, I mentioned, was my favorite holiday, but Christmas, obviously, second. And it's one of the few holidays, really, that the world still acknowledges as Christ-oriented. Uh, I know he gets pushed out. A lot, and I think this year in particular, I would say, Lori, that people are are coming back to uh, the the simpleness, the fundamentals, uh, the the wonderful simplicity of Jesus being born and what that means in society, our life, personally, collectively. Uh, so I think people are in the world are turning their attention toward the things that the Bible uh, says is is true. And you don't even have to believe the Bible to know that some of these wise sayings and scriptures uh, and teachings of Jesus are so applicable to our lives because the, the fruit and the, the produce of that is wonderful. And so uh, I found as a preacher that this time of year is the time of year when everybody uh, asks me all the questions about Christmas Uh, that, that it's kind of almost it's almost Christmas trivia. It's really not. Uh, but I thought I would just share a few of those, uh, here, uh, this week and, uh, see, uh, it's not like stump Lori or stump the audience, but all of you in Eagle Country, if you're listening to the show and you listen to it regularly, we try to give you information you wouldn't get anywhere else. And probably most preachers may not tell you all of these things. Uh, But, you know, you're going to hear that from me. I'm going to try to speak from my heart. So uh, first question I'm often asked, David, what about all this Santa Claus stuff? And uh, so what do you say to kids when you talk about Santa? How do you not steal their joy? I get in big trouble. So right now, uh, if you're listening and you have kids, some of our families do, uh, you might want to cover their ears or just uh, turn turn it down just a little bit. Spoiler alert, I want to talk about Santa for a minute. Whenever I talk about Santa in church, I, I like say sometimes on a Christmas Eve or something, I'll, I'll talk about Santa and uh, that he's not real or what is Santa, who is Santa, and why Jesus is better than Santa. I mean, I've tried to present it. I will always get an email.
0: You're probably going to get an email now.
1: I probably will. Somebody's listening. It's already I typing. It's already going. Bring it on. I get lots of emails every week, so I say I can't believe, I can't believe that you're, that you told our kids, you know, about Santa or that there is no Santa or what you think. So, uh, growing up, did how did your parents handle that? Did they? Did you believe in Santa? You no,
0: know, I did. Um... Actually, we a Santa used to come to the house like a few weeks early on a special visit. Yeah. Um every year, but honestly, I can't remember the transition ah, period. Yeah. So I think maybe that is also um I'm sure I'm not the only one that yeah. you know. I don't have some big monumental moment where I my life changed. If that makes people feel better,
1: yeah. Well, we uh, we have obviously Santa Claus is not in the Bible. If you don't know anything about the Bible, don't try to Google Santa Claus in the Bible. He's not in there. Uh, but during the 4th century, there was a bishop named Nicholas, this is true, from Asia Minor, and he was noted for his generosity. Uh, tradition was that he gave bags of gold to some sisters and uh, that had no dowries. And so in in memory of him, children started receiving presents around December the 6th, which was the anniversary of his death. So the English colonist in New York turned St. Nick, basically St. Nicholas, into Santa Claus. So there is some biblical root of generosity, although I don't think, uh, you know, Nicholas had the look of the Santa we have today. But uh, we, I think there's a way to celebrate what Santa does without asking people to believe in Santa Claus, because after a while, they start figuring out, there's no way that fat dude is coming down our chimney, and what if I got no chimney, you know, all these different things. Uh, so we have Santa that will come around usually even at our church on Christmas Eve. We get a few emails about that too. We got like those that say, never talk about him. Then those that say, why aren't you talking about him more? And yeah. people say, I cannot believe you're having Santa. He's that's like pagan. And nah. I think you can throw the baby out with the bathwater if you're not careful. So we would just say Santa started out as a Saint Nick, a real person. And uh, it's just kind of a, a person that that is a symbol of giving. And that's what Christmas is, Jesus gave. Uh, so I love that little uh, scene. I saw a painting of Santa bowing at the manger and I, I t- in front of baby Jesus. I think that's the, the greatest analogy of that. Uh, but I, I think you can take a lot of things in our culture and uh, make them work. The same thing would be true for Halloween. I mean, it's not like we're celebrating darkness and demons, but what's wrong with going to get some candy and... You know, talking to your friends and your dentist may not like it.
0: Although well, they I might, I, they I, do like. I it. told my
1: dentist, I said, "You, you, you like, you, you love, you love Halloween, but you hate Halloween." Now, come on. <laughs> so he'll always have a job. The other question I get, people will say, "Well, David, is December twenty fifth the exact day that Jesus was born?" And uh, the answer to that is no. Nobody really knows. Now it's nice to celebrate it. And so at our Christmas Eve service we usually end uh with silent night or something and it's a great feeling, So she go to midnight mass or something mm-hmm. to think, well tomorrow is the day that Jesus is is born. Really not. No one knows the exact day. Uh it could have been in December. Uh a lot of our dating system is based on when Jesus they estimate Jesus was born. Jesus was probably born three, four B C. It's not. It wasn't like zero, and then that's when and we then start counting. The next
0: counting. day was, it, yeah.
1: Yes, A.D. Yeah, okay. but he is the one that our whole calendar system is based on. I don't know if people realize,
0: which that's that, pretty. That's obviously uh, quite substantial,
1: significant. So I would kid people who are agnostics or skeptics of Jesus. I said, well, you know, every time you write a check, you're pretty much saying, and you date your check, <laughs> you're pretty much saying this is how Jesus came. I'm, I'm kind of. You may not realize it, that, that old dating system based on him. So uh, the date is a little sketchy on the year. Uh, they try to estimate it, but that's probably not exactly right, and definitely the day or the month. There's a lot of biblical scholars that think Jesus was actually born in the springtime. Uh, and I think there's a reason we don't know the date. Why, would, why do you think—I'll put you on the spot. Why do you think that the Bible doesn't give the exact date of Jesus' birth. Any, any, and there is no one right answer, by the way.
0: Um, To, to make us just more reliant on faith and the That's wonder? That's good.
1: Yeah. Because then people would just like worship the date and not the person. Okay. I think the same reason we don't have like actual piece of the cross, although some claim to have it. We would worship that. We don't have the exact manger uh, Jesus born in. We don't have the exact... B- literal book tablets that Moses came down because people would worship the object and not the person. And it does require some faith, uh, to be able to believe without touching and seeing it yourself. Mm -hmm. You, you, you believe it, not because you see it, you see it because you believe it.
0: Yeah. And that's actually a line in the Santa Claus. that's true yes seeing isn't believing believing is seeing
1: that's true that's a good that's a good movie oh i love those christmas movies there's a lot i just watched elf the other day and i laughed out loud i even know the lines that are coming and i you know i I still laugh from christmas family vacation and -hmm. all those things so that's why i don't think the date is uh, publicized or known uh, because every day is the lord's day Jesus can be born every day in your life, in your heart, when you live a life uh, of giving. Um, Sometimes people will say, "David, um, there's some I see these Christmas movies, and Mary is riding to Bethlehem on a donkey, and there's that one show that about the donkey that talked, the donkey that spoke. So, what do you think about those? You know, people will often ask, and I say, well. If you were pregnant like Mary was and close to delivery, the last animal that you want to ride on on a long trip is a donkey. (laughs) You're going to deliver long before you get to Bethlehem. So I think Mary probably rode on, if if it was a beast, it might have been a camel, but more likely it was some kind of a cart, some kind of a carriage, something that would uh, be a little less bumpy Mm -hmm. for her. And so no doubt there was probably, there were animals there in the stable, uh, donkey and other things, but, uh, we kind of put our spin on it and, but it was not a sterile environment in which she was born, uh, in which she, just in which she gave birth. Uh, I don't think there was a little drummer boy there, you know, at Jesus birth, um, I don't think uh, that our nativity scenes are probably exactly right. I do think there were animals there. There are some scholars that think that Jesus was actually born in a cave, uh not in a stable. It it could be either way. For sure that he he wasn't born in a house. Mm-hmm. Uh there was no room in the inn. Sometimes we think of the innkeeper being this mean guy. There's no room in the inn. Go away. When in actuality, that villainous innkeeper may have been a compassionate innkeeper, and maybe there was no room in the inn, but he said, i got a stable out back, or there's a cave right next door. Mm-hmm. He probably saved their lives, not it restricted their lives. Um, so uh, there's a lot of things around just the birth of Jesus, um, and in conjunction with all the events, and maybe we can talk about that next show about, uh, who actually showed up on the day that Jesus uh, w- was born? Uh, so uh, it's fascinating to actually study the real biblical account and see what it what it was like. Uh, so uh, when when you talk about Jesus' birth, it, the Gospels are surprisingly limited. We have all these uh, ideas about what it is, but let me read to you the exact uh, um, setup. Uh, that happened when Jesus was born. Uh, and this is the part that I think is overlooked because it's in the context of these wise men, which we'll talk about next week, um, uh, coming to visit Jesus. Uh, but I love, uh, and we've been unpacking this a little bit uh, here uh, at Whitewater in our Tis the Season, uh, but it, uh, it, it, this angel appeared to uh, Mary and the angel's name was Gabriel and said you're going to have a, a child do not be afraid you will conceive give birth to a son you're to call him Jesus and she said how can this be and uh, the angel's trying to explain all that's going on but it says here as, she, as there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night and an angel of the Lord appeared uh, to them the glory of the Lord shone around them they were terrified it's kind of like that peanut's uh, Christmas special. The angel said, "Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will be great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's Christ the Lord. You will be. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. There's the tip off. That's why we know it was. Why many people think that it was a stable, but there could have been a manger in a cave. But it says in this same chapter of Luke two, while." They were there, Mary and Joseph. The time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to a firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths, placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. So the angels sent the shepherds to the actual place where Jesus was born. And uh, we're all over that at Whitewater, talking about the shepherds, Mary, the angels. We're, we're, that's really all the stuff that we're talking about. But imagine what it would have been like to be that shepherd, and go to a place where they were directed to go and see the Son of God. I mean, I, that's staggering to me, mm-hmm. knowing what they know. There's a, there's a great uh, history of this, too, uh, to, to some degree, in that there was a special place where special lambs were birthed, uh, just like the, 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 the lambs without blemish, the, the, the lambs that were used for temple sacrifice had a certain standard. And there is some thought by scholars, theologians, that these were not just ordinary shepherds. These were Levitical priest shepherds mm-hmm. whose job it was to raise the lambs that were going to be used for sacrificing the temple without blemish. How cool is that to think that the, the, an angel went to the shepherds who were raising these special sacrificial lambs to announce the ultimate lamb of God without blemish who took away the sin of the world. And so they would recognize, hey, this, this is different kind of lamb of God. And so I think it's cool that God appeared to the shepherds, who were the working-class Joes. Of, they're the Eagle Country working Joes out <laughs> in the field at night. Uh, these are not like your executive, political, influential, wealthy people. The angels gave the first notice of Jesus' birth, that first Christmas that we celebrate, to guys that were just like me and you and uh, who were just uh, engaged in God's work. And then he showed them a better lamb of God that took away the sin of the world. Uh, so they, he became the good shepherd and the great shepherd. And so uh, I, I think that's some great stuff. And uh, if you like hearing about that kind of thing, Uh, whitewater crossing and attending a service this month would be Mm -hmm. perfect for you because we're going to sing some songs and do all kinds of things, and we have other things about Christmas. But we hope you'll come and hear a little bit uh, about Jesus in that way. And uh, we like to laugh around here. Uh, You know, we cry a little bit too. uh, But uh, we just think Jesus is alive here, and uh, God is doing some great stuff. So I thought I would close with this poem. I got a poem, and uh, I selected it just for you know. You, I sometimes I'll tell the joke of the of the of the week here. This is a poem that uh, I I think Eagle Country might enjoy because it's about Elvis, you know. And uh, got I got
0: a lot of Elvis fans yeah. here. A lot of
1: Elvis fans, mm-hmm. and I, I think he's singing "Blue Christmas," you know. Or
0: are you going to sing it, the poem?
1: N- no. Oh. Anyway, I know you're disappointed. to so, twas the night before Christmas, and all through the shack. Uh, There weren't any presents, and that was a fact. We had just hung our stockings in a jubilant mood in hopes that San Elvis would bring us some food. Daddy was nestled all snug in his bed while the song Blue Christmas played in his head. When out of the lawn I heard the grinding of gears, I sprang from my bed, almost frightened to tears, when what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh pulled by a dark green John Deere. And with a little old driver shaking his pelvis, I instantly knew it must be San Elvis. He was dressed all in sequins from his head to his toes, at the, and the top of his lip curled up to his nose. His hips, how they twitched, his gut was gigantic. When he leaned on the porch rail, I went into a panic. He sang not a note, but went straight to his work, filled all the stockings, and turned with a jerk. Then hitching his pants, lumbered back to the sleigh fired up the tractor, and was soon on his way. Then he bid us adieu with his personal touch. Merry Christmas to all, and thank you very much. (laughs) You know, something really messed up in a society that says God is dead, but Elvis is alive. I I, I think there might be some Elvis sightings here. But anyway, I, I don't know what your Christmas will look like or who will be a part of your Christmas, but... Uh, Lori and I are thankful to be a part of your life and talk about things that matter in some big ways, maybe in some lighthearted ways, uh, and make your Advent season, your Christmas season, a little bit more cheerful, a little bit more inspirational, Mm -hmm. a little bit more informational. Uh, And so I hope you'll take uh, the information we shared tonight and probably next Sunday night too, and then start to talk to your family about it. Start to talk to your friends and keep coming back to Jesus. That's Mm -hmm. my main point. Go back to what the Bible says. Go back to who Jesus really is, not who society says he is. Uh, And don't get lost in the trappings of Christmas that are not centered around Jesus. That's our goal
0: yep and I every year I try to simplify the Christmas season so if anybody has the magic Mm -hmm. uh, formula for that feel free to let us know and when you have family in and it's just a hectic time of year and a lot's going on and you need uh, to maybe enjoy a good meal and relax and have some good conversation we definitely encourage you to go down and see our friends at Crimer's Beer House who graciously sponsor our show Uh, so it's a great place to take friends and family over the holidays maybe get a gift certificate for someone uh, that they can use later and just um, support them because they're so supportive of us and what we're doing here.
1: Totally agree. And we love Mark Kramer and uh, Merry Christmas to Mark and he makes this show possible. So come visit Mark, come visit us and uh, Merry Christmas. We'll see you next Sunday night.
0: Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.